Welcome into the Hustle Show podcast. It's Wednesday. We're going live on the Wager Talk YouTube channel, wherever you're downloading your podcast at the Hustle Show podcast. We got two new faces, not all that new, but uh, sports betting knowledge in full force here. I am Drew Martin, joined by Mark Zeno, Chris Thurston, Joe Ranieri, Adam Trigger, and Kelly in Vegas are uh, out on, uh, I guess, just out on out on the town, if you will, uh, catching some college basketball. You know, it's uh, always oh, they're out, time. all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't who knows, Kansas State, you know, uh, Missouri, whatever the case may be. But thanks for joining us live, guys. And uh, going around the horn here, welcome in Chris Thurston at CT Bets 16. CT, welcome in, buddy. How you feeling, Drew Martin Bets? I am feeling a little bit better than I did on uh, on Saturday night. Uh, I took uh, a couple bullets on Saturday. Uh, my biggest play in the NFL of the year was on the Chargers that I gave out here on my best bet last week on the show and uh it went exactly how i thought it was going to go for almost three quarters uh, of the game drew thought i drew it up uh, correctly and uh man i think there's only two teams that could have uh done what the chargers did this year on in that game and it's the chargers and the new england patriots um so unfortunately i was on the wrong side of that had the vikings as well on sunday that was just a bad call mm. I'll, I'll uh you know I'll take my licks on that one. Came back on Monday with the Cowboys pretty strong. So uh, it was nice to get out of wild card weekend with a win, Drew. So excited to be here with you boys and uh, looking forward to the divisional round weekend. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that was a tough loss, Abby. Uh, feeling your pain, Muhammad, as well. Biggest choke job out there. Definitely the wild card weekend. We got Joe Ranieri here, uh, host extraordinaire, wagertalk.com. Joe, welcome in, buddy. Always good to be on with you. Always a pleasure, uh, Drew. Looking to uh, finish up the football season uh, strong here. It's, uh, you know, this is divisional weekend. So could this be the weekend where we get the outright, uh, you know, crazy upsets uh, or uh, the backdoor covers? Something nuts is going to happen this weekend, Drew. I don't know what it is. It's going to be hard to, uh, you know, to top what the uh, what Jacksonville and the Chargers did. But I, something tells me one of these games is going to turn us upside down here. I just hope we're on the right side of it when it's all said and done. As do I, Joe. And we got Mark Zeno at Mark Zeno on Twitter. Guys, check him out at Sports Grid. He's, uh, you know, the good-looking single guy giving out winners here. Mark, what else is there to say about you, buddy? Always good to be on with you, man. Uh, I am in elite company right now. Uh, that's all I can say. Uh, I'm honored to be with you guys. Thank you for the glorious introduction, Drew. Uh, it's a face only a mother could love uh, and, 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 uh, and a face only a bookie could love after many years of uh, swinging in history. So there's that. But no, great to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Excited for it, guys. We are brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Viva Tequila Seltzer, refreshing and drinkable hard seltzer, 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar, 4.5% ABV. Viva, the perfect drink for your post-game or pre-game celebrations. It was created with the active lifestyle in mind. VivaTequilaSeltzer.com. That's where you go to order it. And Hustle 20 takes 20% off of your order. Also, make sure to check out wagertalk.com. A lot of free uh, picks up there for tonight's action, for this week's act, for this week's action as well. Wagertalk.com. Going around the horn here. Big game breakdown. We'll hit best bets at the end. And again, feel free to uh, shout out in the chat box. Also below on re on uh, replay on the Wager Talk YouTube channel. Uh, any questions, all is welcome. What you're betting, all of that. So, Mark Zeno, you got a big game breakdown here, I believe, on the football card. Where are you heading, buddy? 
Yeah, you know, I'm curious your guys' thoughts here. I'm going to Cincinnati and Buffalo for a big game breakdown. But I have looked around all week long. And, Drew, you and I were working on Sunday night. We saw these lines pop up. Uh, and I've been trying to find somebody who I know and respect in the business who is on Buffalo. I can't <laughs> come up with a single damn person. And I'm starting to get the feeling like Buffalo is is the is the sharp square dog. I mean, sorry, Cincinnati is a sharp square dog here. Um, and looking at it all across the board, you know, look at this matchup objectively here. Uh, and, and go back to the matchup in week 17 with the unfortunate incident with DeMar Hamlin. Look, Buffalo is laying two on the road. So it's not really a surprise per se that they got a two and a half point bump, you know, uh, being home in this game. Now, the Bills make a ton of mistakes, right? And that's what everybody's thinking. But you know what? The Bills make a ton of mistakes and they still score 34, 35, 35, 32, 24, 28, and 31. The only time they scored less than 24 was against the Jets uh, in that snow game up in Buffalo in their last seven games. So somehow, between all these mistakes, they still managed to put up close to 30 points every single game. Now, you have a Bengals team that struggled to get past the Ravens. And here's the thing, and I don't think a lot of people are putting enough emphasis on the injuries in the state of the offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, I saw one person who I respect who had a write-up and said, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's not like they're only going to be playing with two offensive linemen. They've worked around this problem before. No, they haven't. Like, they've tried to work around this problem, and they're not that good at it. The Ravens had four sacks in that game. Buffalo is one of the highest pressure rates in all the NFL, and they're really good at it, and their front four is really, really good. Now, the upside for Cincinnati is that Buffalo can be thrown upon. The Bengals can throw and score on everybody. Buffalo's got the 28th-ranked pass defense at home this season. But this is the other thing that is really telling, is that Cincinnati cannot run the ball on the road. Dead last in the league, averaging 74 rushing yards per game on the road this year. So it's going to be all on Joe Burrow with three-fifths of their offensive line, a pure question mark. Now, they talk about Jonah Williams. They say he may play. Alex Kappa may. I, I think <laughs> they're just doing this to sort of keep this thing alive here. But Lyle Collins already out with the ACL. And they had to start a practice squad guy last week. So who knows what they're walking into? And I really don't think enough people are giving – I think they just see Joe Burrow and think, okay, this is it. He's going to be able to carry the Bengals because we, we, we've seen him do it before. But this is a different world. They're on the road here in Buffalo in a tough place to play. I mean, is the idea that that Josh Allen making a mistake or throwing a pick could keep Cincinnati in the game? Of course it's there, right? Like we can't ignore it at this point in time. But Buffalo may be able to get after it. And I don't know about you guys, but I can't sit there and look at the eight minutes we saw in week 17 and Cincinnati go up the field and score a touchdown and then go halfway down the field again and go, oh, well, obviously the rest of the game is going to turn out that way. I, I can't – you're not going to get me to, to make that mental leap. So I'm not going to. I can't assume anything that they would have been able to keep that up for four quarters. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I get a feeling here that when I see where the money is, and of all the games this weekend, this is the sharpest discrepancy, guys. 33% of the tickets are sitting on Buffalo right now, but 62% of the money, and this line is not moved. If anything, it's going and trending towards five and a half. Clear sign here, Buffalo looks like the right side. I'll be the first one to go out on an island. I don't put myself in some of these elite handicapper roles, but, you know, for everybody that I see out there, it's all on Cincinnati plus the five. I, I feel like they're going to be the square dog here. Give me Buffalo minus five on Sunday. Mm. And Mark, just, just to follow up for you, great breakdown. I mean, how much do you factor in last week's kind of, you know, not covering against the Dolphins actually didn't look all that good, you know, in the, in the wild card round. Do you think that carries over at all? Does it worry you? I think one, what it does too is, it, it, look, I think it'll at least hopefully sharpen them. And remember, there's a big difference between laying 
nine and a half, ten and a half, and laying four and a half and five. Like Buffalo this year has struggled to co- just like Kansas City struggled to cover cover big numbers. You get me back under a touchdown, we're talking a completely different world here. So I, I don't even put this in the same category as that. Again, Buffalo had a sack fumble that led to a touchdown from Miami. Josh Allen threw a red zone pick. I mean, they let those 17 points happen in seven minutes in the first quarter, completely change the complexion of the game. Do I think Buffalo would have covered the 10 and a half? Probably not. Do I think they would have been sweating it out in the fourth quarter, trailing it at some point? No, I don't. So uh, I think, again, if Buffalo gets a lead here, they're going to be hard to catch because they can run the ball better than Cincinnati can. It's going to be all on Joe Burrow for four quarters. And that, that, that offensive line, I'm telling you, I don't think enough people are giving a lot of credit to how much that's going to affect this game. Like it, Mark. Good stuff, man. And also staying on this game, guys, it looks like, uh, what, about 30 degrees and uh, yeah. 10 to 15 mile per hour winds projected. That's the other part. Can yeah. I add one more thing? So there was a sharp drop in the total here. This thing opened at mm. 50, and I was sort of surprised it opened at 50 under a key number of 51. And I'm sitting here going, come on, like these two teams, are, you know, the, the, the number in the week 17 game was 54. Mm. And it's three weeks later and we, we open up at 50 here and I'm going, we just watched all these games go over and now we're opening at 50 at the two highest scoring teams left in there. Something ain't right. And I immediately thought over. Then I see this sharp drop because the weather report came out and we're starting to see wind, possibly snow. The only counter to that is both these teams have played in bad weather on a routine basis. But, you know, again, uh, that to me also is very telling um, that it's going under because if it goes if, if it goes under, my feeling isn't because both teams stop scoring; it's because one team is dominating the other one. Yeah, and and, and that's where I was going to go with this is uh, it, it's surprising. I mean, what all the games in Wild Card Weekend went to the over? Um, some in, in large fashion, some right around or one right around the closing number. But if you were betting the overs last weekend, you made a ton of money. And then to your point, Mark. Looking at this total, I mean, two high-scoring teams with two, you know, very popular quarterbacks. Um, I, I'm with you. I think the sharp side might be towards the under. Not only the weather, but you kind of alluded to it as well. The offensive line for Cincinnati being banged up a lot of times, really in the sides, but even more so in the totals. I feel like offensive line injuries aren't fully accounted for. But hey, maybe that's just my opinion out there, man. So it kind of correlates with what you were talking about maybe look towards the under in this in this game uh, for divisional round. We got Chris Thurston here at CTBet16. I think you were looking uh, towards the college basketball betting board, buddy. I am. I'm going car- college hardwood tonight, Drew. But I uh, wanted to just say I, I agree. We try not to do the same games here when we're giving out stuff. I agree uh, with Zeno. I'm on Buffalo minus five as well. And I think Joe Ranieri will agree with me here. You you got to take wild card weekend with a grain of salt, right? Yeah. Miami also had – I'm not trying to take anything away from Miami. They played a great game. They also scored 14 points off of turnovers. Yeah. So mm. let's remember that might have been a little bit of a, a, a look-ahead spot for the Bills too. Like, okay – uh, third string quarterback coming in here. We're going to get in, get in and get out and let's just move on, uh, here to, uh, to next week. So I am, I'm completely, completely aligned with you, Zeno and Circa just popped to five and a half. And, uh, well, Kelly and I, uh, and Trig like to say, that's a, that's a light bulb going off in my head right now. So, uh, agree with you. Uh, sorry to ramble there. Uh, I'm heading to the hardwood, uh, like you said, Drew, and I think you're going to like this one. I am, uh, two SEC uh, rivals going in opposite directions recently. They're going to clash tonight as the Auburn Tigers, 
your Auburn Tigers, Drew, take on uh, head the Baton Rouge to take on LSU, the LSU Tigers. So um, Auburn, right? They've uh, they've been one of the top teams, in my opinion, in, in the country this year. They did have a few blunders earlier in the season. They've been great as of recently, and uh, they had an impressive win, impressive win over Arkansas in their current three-game win streak. On the other hand, you got this LSU team. They've dropped four straight in SEC play after their upset win over the Razorbacks. Auburn, they've won some tough home games, man, against Florida, Arkansas, Miss State. They've struggled on the road, losing to Georgia, and then they need the pull away late uh, versus Old Miss. But you got LSU. They've lost four straight, including getting blown out this past Saturday by 40 to Bam Bam. Auburn wins its games through its defense, which helps them pull, pull away from their opponents once their offense and their scoring gets going. They rank 38th in the nation, allowing only 63.2 points per game, and they got one of the best three-point defensive uh, defenses in the country here. That Moorhead State, the transfer, Johnny Brom, he's been outstanding. He's third in the SEC with two-and-a-half blocks per game, 12 points, eight-and-a-half boards. LSU struggles and I mean struggles around the rim. They're going to they're gonna really struggle to, to, to get second-chance points. Auburn's going to be able to limit that big time. And uh, I don't think we're going to see Auburn struggling on the road tonight here. I like the Auburn Tigers to cover the four-and-a-half tonight, Drew. I'm rolling with your alma mater. Give me the Tigers minus four-and-a-half over the LSU Tigers. A little War Eagle Ooh. action. I like it, man. Battle of Tigers. Go Tigers. And uh, the War Eagles, uh, man, good stuff, CT. Yeah, you can get it minus four right now. Uh, minus four and a half as well. But uh, hey, if you're liking the Auburn side, like CT, get that uh, minus four. We got Joe Ranieri here. Joe, what are you thinking for big game breakdown, buddy? So I, I'm looking at the hardwood uh, too as well. And um, part of me so bad wants to go with my alma mater, but um, I can't do it in any way, shape or form. And you know this, uh, CT, I want to back Oklahoma State uh, at home bedlam here tonight. Calgary going up against... Uh, Oh, you, but the problem, and here's where my dilemma is, you actually need to score in order to win a game on a basketball court. Um, and that's the problem here, CT. Uh, they can't score any points. So I'm going to avoid it, even though I'm taking Oklahoma, but I'm going to avoid it. And I'm going to go to the late game and go to the degenerate special here, Drew. Yes. And I am going to look um, Oregon traveling out to Berkeley to take on Cal here uh, tonight in probably one of the flattest of flat spots you will ever see is Oregon just upended Arizona. Did you see the can of whoop ass they opened up on Arizona there? Am I right, CT? That was like, woo! Uh, and now they've got to go to a gym in which nobody will be. Uh, there'll be like six people, if that, maybe like a stray pigeon or something. And um, now they're going to have to try to get up to take on a Cal Bears team who quietly has gotten a hell of a lot better here over the last month. In fact, three and one, I believe, uh, in their last four games against the number. It's nine, Drew, eight and a half, nine. And uh, I don't think Cal is going to win, but the spot screams a good opportunity for Cal to keep this thing and make Oregon sweat, who have been one of the most inconsistent teams. Dana Altman has got to be pulling his hair out right about now. They have been injured. They are getting a little healthier. 
But my goodness, coming off of that ridiculous beatdown of Arizona, this has got flat spot written all over it. I think Cal can keep it. It's a low total, too, 128, 129, and you're going to give me close to double digits? Yeah, I'll take uh, the Cal Bears and the seven people who are going to be in the stands watching it who don't know there's an actual basketball game going on. So give me Cal. I'm in, man. Give me the points. Heading to Berkeley. Conference of Champions. Great breakdown there, Joe. We got uh, Eric asking for the degenerate special. There you go, Eric. Mm -hmm. Joe's covering it. And, Joe, I like your point, man. Just right off the top, guys, if you're new to sports betting, you know, low total 130 and, and laying near double digits, what, plus nine? Mm. It just kind of goes together, right, Joe? Yep. Well, you got less variance, right? You got uh, you got a better chance of yeah. uh, things going up. Hey, they make a couple of threes here or there they weren't supposed to make. Next thing you know, um, you've got it. Neither of these two teams are going to light up the pace. So lower scoring game, uh, more points. I'll take them in a unbelievable flat spot here for Oregon. Good stuff. Great breakdown. Big game breakdown. We also had uh, Eric asking about a uh, late night degenerate special. We got it there. Oregon and Cal in the Conference of Champions. Also, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, not too late. Six o'clock Pacific, nine o'clock Eastern. We broke it down on the college basketball show. Wager Talk YouTube channel, Eric. But um, I like the under in that one. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, neither team really running much tempo. I don't think we get a whole lot of possessions. 128 and a half. I'd look to kind of bet that one towards the under um if you're looking for like a little bonus action there but we got uh, a lot of guys here in the chat box some uh what ct's dog people asking for it i don't know we might get another appearance not really sure ct bets if uh the dog's around and if it's really good luck for the show i think it is well drew when i brought blue on the show uh the end of the show last uh week and gave the Chargers as my best bet. Uh, we know oh, how yeah. that went through. So I'm thinking Blue's going to – that was her first show, and I went 0-2. I think Blue's going to sit Blue's out. Retired. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, retired for a little while. Maybe, yeah. maybe March Madness, we might <laughs> yeah. get her back, something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mohammed asking if it's uh, iced tea or hardly – it's iced tea, actually, mm. uh, there, Mohammed. Uh, had a couple Vivas last night, so uh, uh, going to take tonight off, if you will. But a uh, good night. Yeah, we're heading towards uh, best bet time here. Please smash that like button if you're liking The Hustle, uh, wherever you're downloading your podcasts at, The Hustle Show Podcast, sports betting, college basketball, NFL, college football when it comes around. We will be going uh, live here on the Wager Talk Mm. YouTube channel until uh, the end of March Madness. So thanks for joining us live. And again, please feel free to uh, reply below. Mark Sino, Chris Thurston, Joe Ranieri, Drew Martin. We got Kelly in Vegas and Adam Trigger. Uh, taking the night off, so they'll be back uh, next week. They did give out their best bets in the group chat here. Um, we got Adam Trigger on Missouri, minus 130 money mm-hmm. line. Well, you knew and, he was there, uh, so we had to pick it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. He, <laughs> he's going to be in the stadium, and uh, according to Trig, he's worth, uh, what, two points, is it, to the line there, Joe <laughs> yeah, Ranieri? That's yeah. correct. He, I think yeah. he said something like that. Yep. So, uh <laughs> yeah, Missouri minus 130 for uh, Trig and Kelly in Vegas, like in the under 52 and a half in the Jags and the Chiefs. So that's their two best yeah. bets under in the divisional round Jags and Chiefs for KIV and Trig on Missouri minus 130 tonight. Big 12 conference action. Joe, you're a big 12 guy. We talked about it on the college basketball show, man. Probably the best uh, college basketball conference out there. I can't wait until they do that SEC uh, Big 12 showdown, whatever they're calling it now. That's always a fun yeah. time. Yep. But um, 
Any final thoughts here, Joe? And uh, do, do you got a best bet for us? Yeah, I mean, and uh, I want to, I want to bet TCU, man. I want to bet TCU, and and see t- where we keep going. I just think this is uh, a team that can only shoot, uh, you know, as bad as they do from the free throw line uh, with West Virginia. I, I just, I. I, the only way I would ever bet West Virginia would be home. I have faded them on the road, and it's been very profitable. Um, but I, I want to take TCU really bad, much like I want to take Oklahoma State, but I absolutely refuse to do it. So I think these Big 12 games tonight, are uh, they're in tough spots here. It wouldn't shock me if uh, both home teams win, but I think uh, the reality of the situation is uh, both road teams, both OU and TCU are going to win these games here tonight, which is uh, why I am betting both of them at the end of the night here, Drew. Like it. Joe Ranieri, we got some questions for you here, Joe, in the chat. Not sure if you saw them, but uh, people asking if you got any NBA best bets, um, how much Brian Powers worth to the line, in your opinion, when he's at a game? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, that's Actually, a good point. Him and Trigg together. If they're holding hands, it's three and a half. Um <laughs> If Brian Power is sitting on Trigg's lap, it's one and a No, I'm kidding over there. Uh, yes, yeah, a good point, though. They are uh, the best of friends now. We have a nice little graphic uh, that we created, little hearts and rainbows. It's really cute. You can check that out on the uh, the college uh, basketball uh, show here tonight. Um, but uh, as far as the NBA goes, uh, let me just pull up and see what the latest line I'll is. You, I'll give you two NBA for tonight. I was going to go with your Hawks. So you tell me if I'm crazy. I mean, listen, uh, they're they're terrible uh, after a win against the number seven and fourteen this year. After a win against the spread, and every time you start to think they're going to get hot, and they just got healthy uh, mm-hmm. after they almost blew a twenty-four point lead to the Magic on MLK, uh, the the Heat rather on MLK Day, uh, they end up getting a win. I don't know. I mean, Dallas <laughs> is four zero against the number. The last four games against Atlanta in Dallas, Luca comes back tonight after the injury, uh, the ankle injury, sat out the last game against Portland, so. I don't love the Hawks in this spot. They're a bad road team. And, guys, the chaos behind the scenes with the Hawks right now, I don't know if you've been following this. Disgusting. The the front office is a mess. It's being run by the owner's son. It's like little big league. I expect that little kid – I expect to walk out to a podium, you know, and just start barking at people. It's just a whole weird mess. Nate McMillan has no control of this team anymore. But I'll Mm -hmm. give you two quick NBA plays for tonight real real quick, guys. One – Let's go to uh, Memphis and Cleveland here. This is a styles make fights kind of game. You have these Memphis Grizzlies who have won 11 in a row. Um, over the last two weeks, they're 7-0, yet they're 4-3 against the number. In the last four games, 4-0 straight up, 1-3 against the number. This mm. number moved from 6.5 to 7 to 7.5. Cleveland is the one team that may be able to cool down the hot scoring of Memphis. But the other thing that really sells me on Cleveland tonight, you know who's on deck in game number 13 of this streak that they're on? Oh, yeah, it's LeBron James and the Lakers out in L.A. I mean, mm-hmm. if there's ever a look-ahead spot in the NBA, it feels like tonight against the best defensive team in the league is it. I'm not saying Memphis is going to lose this game, but it's a lot of points for Memphis to be laying against the best defensive team in the league. So I'll take Cleveland uh, plus the 7.5 tonight. And then Denver, even though they're on a back-to-back tonight, uh, another spot. They, they beat Portland last night handily and held off Dame Lillard, who had 44. Denver is 20 and three. I'm, yeah, Denver's 20 and three straight up at home this year. They're mm. six and over the last week, four, one and one 
against the number here. Um, they've been averaging around a seven or eight point spread. That's what they're laying tonight. I don't think Minnesota has anywhere near the the offense at this point in time, given how banged up they've been this entire year. Like they got a performance last night from Dame Lillard uh, this year as well, guys. On back to backs, teams that are home for the first half of a back to back and home for the second half. When they won and covered the first one, they're covering fifty nine percent of the second, fifty nine percent of the time on the tail end mm. of the home games on the back to back. I'll lay the eight points tonight with Denver. Joel Murray probable, too, in that game, as is uh, Bones Highland. Rudy Gobert out for Minnesota. Uh, and Anthony Edwards still listed as questionable, but all signs point to him being there. And a revenge spot, uh, don't be, because Minnesota uh, whooped their ass uh, back in the beginning uh, a couple of weeks ago. So Denver, I'm sure, will have no problem returning that favor at home here tonight. Some association for you on the hustle. Mm. At Mark Zeno on Twitter. Um, CT bets. We got some guys saying don't put uh don't put what blue in the mush corner. She she deserves a lot better. <laughs> the mush corner. I love it. That's uh, great. She's not gonna was... be in the mush corner. She'll she'll be watching the games with uh me and Uncle That's Benny great. this weekend, but I just can't have her on camera. Very superstitious. So she'll maybe she'll be back next week after uh after I sweep the board <laughs> this weekend, great. Drew. Okay, fair enough. Like, like a like a true sports better getting the superstition in there with uh with blue. Good dog overall, though. We can't put too much on her. Do you got a uh, a best bet locked and loaded here, CT? I do, Drew, and uh I want to piggyback on what Joe said uh on the TCU West Va game because mm. uh, as everybody knows, Joe, myself, and, and Kelly are big 12 grads here, follow it very closely, and I, I agree with Joe, right? I mean the mm. I know it looks like a complete letdown spot for TCU. I had TCU as one of my best bets this past Saturday, uh, and they we saw what they did. They steamrolled the Wildcats there. Yeah. Uh, but, Joe, this game reminds me of when Baylor uh, went to West Va. Was it la- last week? I think it was last week. Wednesday yep. night on this show. And Baylor was getting two and a half, right? And yep. everybody's all over uh, West Va. Th- this looks like a very, very similar game to me. Reminds me of like the I like to call it the the two sharp side of the night. <laughs> Everybody that I've seen, oh TT West Va West Va West Va, yeah. man, they can't hit shots, Joe. You need the score to win games. Um, I, I took TCU. I thought it would be. I'll give people a sneak peek under the covers. I know we talk a lot about my good friend, our good friend Kenny White. Mm. I don't handicap a game without looking at Kenny's numbers. He makes the game TCU minus two and a half. So. And he factors in everything. Do with that what you please. I will be on TCU tonight. Wasn't going to give it out on the show, but give you a little bonus here. Um, Drew, everybody knows I go to the NFL for my best bet here. And uh, I'm heading to the Cowboys-Sam Fran game for the grand finale of uh, Divisional Round Weekend here. Mm. Rematch from last year's postseason. And if you don't remember how that game ended uh, last year, it's pretty comical. Go back, Google it. Uh, Cowboys ran out of time. They ran Dak Prescott up the middle for about 14 yards uh, with no timeouts. <laughs> Rep gets in the way. Uh, they're trying to call timeout. They realize they don't have timeout. Mike McCarthy was made fun of uh, all offseason uh, for that play. So if you don't remember it, go back. I watched it a few times uh, today. It is pretty comical. I think this game uh, has a chance into, to turn into a little offensive shootout here. Um, six week since week seven, both these teams, they've been two of the highest scoring teams in the NFL. I'm not going to take anything away from, from this Niners team, right? They, they've mm. been one of the best teams in the NFL this year. 
I'm still not certain how they're going to look against a good team here. They had the easiest strength of schedule in the NFL this year. And since Purdy has taken over as the trigger man, they really haven't faced any good teams here. He has looked great. Don't get me wrong, but Kyle Shanahan makes and the weapons they have makes it very, very easy for Brock Purdy to step in here and be the guy. Um, and the Niners, they really haven't seen anyone like Micah Parsons all year. The guy, as uh, we saw, he's all over the place. We saw that on Monday night. He's almost involved involved in every single defensive play, one way or the other for the boys here. Before the playoffs started, Trigg and I talked about this. Uh, both of us said we, we had a weird feeling that the boys are going to be in the Super Bowl. And I had the boys pretty big this past Monday. And I said Dak would play well, not make any mistakes. He proved me correct. He literally... I'm going to say he say this. This isn't my terms here, but he balled out. He left everything on the field, and I expect him to do the same on Sunday. Um, not sure if you guys know this. I thought this was an interesting stat. Only four rookie trigger men have ever made it to a conference title game, and uh, I unfortunately for you Niners backers, oh. I don't think it's. I don't think Brock Purdy is going to be the fifth here. <laughs> um, I played this right away, Drew. I played the Dallas Cowboys plus four. There's still some fours out there right now. So CT best bet is on uh, the Dallas Cowboys plus four, and I expect them to win the game. I also have a nice ticket on them to win the Super Bowl at 13 to one, Drew. Mm. Wow. Now good breakdown, man. Cowboys coast to coast. Uh, how far do you think they'll go, mm. CT? I mean, not just this game. You think you, well, you like a money line? I like him to win the game, Drew. Yeah, I, I, I do. I uh, I think Dak is going to uh, take this game over. And I think finally the pressure and it, the system isn't going to be as easy as we've seen for, for Brock Purdy. Uh, I, this is a revenge spot. We saw Mike McCarthy and the boys mm-hmm. get made fun of all off season. And I know this sounds crazy, Joe, but I kind of like the way that McCarthy has, has handled this year. I, I, I think he's bounced back nicely. Saw the last couple games weren't great, but I go back to that Christmas Eve game uh, versus the Eagles. Even though uh, Minshew was the trigger man that day, I thought the boys played a really, really great game. And and Minshew really played a a stellar game. I don't think um, that it would have made much of a difference if Hurts played that game. So Mm -mm. I put a lot of stock into that game. They've been impressive to me. I don't know what my biggest worry CT is. Dak Prescott hasn't gone back-to-back games this year without an interception. <laughs> well, wow. he looked pretty good uh, on missed, Monday he, night. He so. looked great. If he avoids the turnover, Dallas has every legitimate chance to win this game, 100%. Yep. And that's really what it boils down to. If he doesn't make a mistake, Dallas will absolutely will be in this game with a chance to win it in the fourth quarter. That's, to me, what it all boils down to as far as the Dallas money line is concerned. I think that that secondary for the Niners got a little exposed uh, this past weekend as well, Joe. Yep. Uh, Listen, I'm with you. I think the fact that we have gone almost an entire season without McCarthy being a topic of conversation is maybe the greatest coaching job he has had in his entire career. Because usually at this point, CT, we're going, oh, McCarthy, like, what are you telling more? Amazingly, I mean, they've done a great, great job. That game they called uh, when everyone's expecting them to shit the bed. I thought Kellen Moore called a great game. Now they weren't yeah. playing in front from uh, you know in front most of that game. But hey, listen, if you're building off a victory like the Cowboys there, you got to feel really good about yourself going into this is a different animal defensively 
but don't make the mistake. Let the rookie make that mistake, and you're going to be just fine when it's all said and done, Cowboys. Big game there. Good breakdown, yeah. CT bets. And guys, just to add here, it looks like we're getting like uh, minus three and three quarters, if you will. There, there's a lot of minus three and a halves, but there's also minus fours, like CT alluded to. Mm. And one thing from living in Las Vegas, there's a lot of San Francisco fans like around there. So if you're in or around Las Vegas, that's probably the way to shop for the Cowboys. And sure enough, we're seeing Circa at four, Caesars at four. There's yep. also a key offshore sports book at four, but uh, yep. for the most part there in Vegas, you should be easy to get that four, the plus four on the Dallas Cowboys. If you're yep. like in what CT was dealing there and uh, the best, the best place to uh, check out where these lines are guys, wagertalk.com, the live odds page, best free live odds in the industry. You can click on NFL, college basketball, NBA. When baseball comes around, it will be there as well. So uh, you can click from sides, totals, money lines, uh, live odds screen, wagertalk.com. Um, guys, for my best bet, I am going to go to college basketball in this game going off in 20 minutes here, guys. Ooh. South Florida hosting Cincinnati. And I'm on the home dog here, South Florida in Tampa, Florida, the Yingling Center. And USF got off to a terrible start to the season. But since they've rebounded, and I like that in college basketball, like finding change and then betting on these teams kind of riding under the radar. And sure enough, look at South Florida. They're 2-0 their last two games covering the point spread by almost 30 ATS points, meaning where the odds makers are putting the uh, line, they've covered it by an average of 15 points in the last two games. And they've had Cincinnati's number winning outright as a dog each of the last two years in AAC matchups. So overall, I think plus four, just too much here for the South Florida Bulls. That's what I bet them at plus four, sprinkle some on the money line. I think mm. USF wins outright. Plus 140 on the money line. So give me USF plus four for my best bet tonight. We heard from Mark Zeno a little bit on his NBA action. Mark, did you want to have any final thoughts for the show? And did you have another best bet or are you going with the association? No, yeah, I have, I have another best bet. I, I want to give you two other NFL plays. Well, a combo of a NFL play that I'm absolutely on that I love here. Uh, that isn't necessarily best bet, but. Kansas City. Uh, well, a lot of people have a lot of reservations about laying the eight and a half. And I certainly mm. understand it. I locked in Kansas City, minus three in the first quarter. It's a juicy three, but I'm willing to pay it. And minus five in the first half. Guys, they've led it half in seven of their last nine games. The only games they didn't in a loss to Cincinnati and a divisional game against the Chargers. But get this. Here are some of their leads at the first half. 24-3 over the Raiders. 17-3 over Seattle. 24-17 over Denver. 13-3 over the Rams. 20-7 over Jacksonville in their first meeting. And while Kansas City has no problem coming out hot and Patrick Mahomes, like, is insanely good in the playoffs with a 105 quarterback rating and 28 touchdowns and seven interceptions, and they've given up points in the second half, I expect them to steamroll KC for the first 30 minutes, uh, steamroll Jacksonville for the first 30 minutes of the game. So I'm locked in for both of those. I just wanted to give those out at the first quarter in the first half. Hell, mm. play them, parlay them if you can. You know, I, I think they're both going to hit. I would pay for the juicy three just in case you get, like, a – you know, a 10-7 lead at the end of the first quarter there. Somehow Jacksonville puts a touchdown in. But um, that, th those are some other plays that I have. But for my my, my best bet, I'm going to go to San Fran Dallas as well. But I'm going to look at the total here, guys. You know, when this number opened up at 46.5, to me it felt like a gift. Now, for comparison's sake, the San Francisco-Seattle total opened at 42.5 and, and was actually bet down. Mm. The Dallas-Tampa Bay total opened at 45.5 and, and was bet down. 
purely statistically, the Cowboys have the eighth best pass defense. The Niners have the second best run defense. They're both in top five, point, both top five in points allowed per game, with San Francisco being the the, the lowest uh, or the best, you know, uh, scoring defense in the league. And these are the top two teams in turnover differential. Now, my number had this at 44, 44 and a half. So I feel like I'm getting two points of values here. And after odds makers saw five of the six wildcard games go over, and it should have been six for six if the idiot kicker Brett Maher could have made an extra point or two, <laughs> would have went over the total there. But it feels like there's a minor adjustment for all the points being scored last week reflected in a lot of the totals this weekend. Yep. As CT talks about, Brock Purdy's been great to date, but he also hasn't faced a, a defense of this caliber. I'm not saying Purdy's going to play poor, poorly or anything like that because I think the system is so good, but success in this game for Purdy probably looks a little bit different. Talked about Dak avoiding the turnovers. That's the biggest key for Dallas scoring points. If he doesn't avoid, if he, if he gives the ball back, we're going to have a problem here, but the thing is the Cowboys can be run on. And I think Kyle Shanahan will exploit that more and not put Brock Purdy in a lot of mm. drop back situations Great. where Micah Parsons, where that front four can get to him. Finally, guys, and I don't know how much you put into this, but sometimes this matters. Bill Vinovich is the referee for this game. Yeah. He's nearly 60% to the under for his career, and the game's average just 36 and a half points. Vinovich's crew calls the fewest roughing the passers penalties, the yeah. fewest defensive holding penalties, and the second fewest pass interference penalties. And with the shaky kicker in, on at least one side of this game, I think it brings in a little bit more variance. Maybe Dallas tries for a touchdown instead of a field goal, but a missed kick feels a little bit more like a higher probability here than normal. I am going under 46 and a half. You talked to CT, talked about the game that played last year, stayed way under that total. I think this is a gift, guys. I think the odds makers got this number wrong. This thing stays under the 46 and a half. Boom. Given the, the, the ref handicap, which to answer your question, Mark, I, I, I think it's underrated. I love that handicap, yep. man. Yep. I wish I would bring it more into kind of my handicap. I just don't know where to get that information. Oh, it's, I mean, it's out there. And CT's right. But if Dallas has any chance to win this game, it's got to stay under. They're, they're, I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to win. The way Kyle Shanahan goes, when that offense gets moving, if you can't stop it early, you're not stopping in at all, period. It's just that simple. If you haven't figured out by the by the middle of the second quarter on how to get them to punt more, you're done. Because yeah. he's going to pull every trick out of the book. He knows he's got you bent over a barrel, and he'll just keep sending you know two running backs, a tight end, a, a fullback, and everybody all over the place lining up in seven different places, handstands, whatever it is, and, and you're yeah. just <laughs> – Hey, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah, they're going to have to stop the run and all the weird shit. Um, I, I think McCarthy knows that, and I, I think they're going to game plan uh, pretty well for that. So we'll see what happens here. They got to play. Are, are we backing uh, the Cowboys to win it all then? Uh, if they make it past, the, I mean, at this point, I don't know that we're going to get them any uh, better than what no, we're going to get them when they, they beat the 49ers. Week, if they get past this week, I think the Eagles are probably a, a field goal, three and a half point favorite. Joe, you could get 10 to 1 right now. That's on, what I'm saying, board. right? I mean, if I'm betting the Cowboys to win this week, I'm I'm taking 10 to 1 to win it all. 100%. Absolutely. That's going to be next to nothing come next week, win or lose. So, yep. yeah, I, I, I'm with you. It's not like they don't have the talent. Yep. They, they could get this done here. But absolutely. It's one of those structural setups. Does it make sense? You know, very rare. It's unique for like that future bet to like make sense structurally instead of you know, betting the money line and rolling it over. But at 10 to 1, it actually might with only three games left. I'm not 100% sure, though. Yeah. Well, with the 49ers, it's uh, – I, I think it's going to be less than half next week. I mean, let's say it's Philadelphia. Dallas, Philadelphia, their future market is going to be 3 to 1. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it makes sense. Also, another future bet – or I don't know if it's a future bet. Do you guys know what the AFC – against the NFC in the in the Super Bowl is going to be? Because I'm, I'm thinking the AFC 
might be worth a bet. You know, even even yeah. though it's unknown. Oh, they split down to think. Yeah, well, I think six of the last ten have been AFC. Drew, I'm not sure, but I mean, right. just being top heavy sounds about right. I think it's six of the last ten have been the uh, the AFC yeah. to win it. Yeah. I I mean, I'm thinking Kansas City, uh, Buffalo, mm-hmm. and Cincinnati are probably all going to be favored. I, I would probably agree. I, I bet AFCs probably would be the favorite right now. Minus two, minus three, Joe. What do you think? Mm-hmm. That's about right. Yep. Yeah. That's about right. So Great stuff, I mean, boys. Look at the top of the board. You got the Bills and the Chiefs are the two favorites right now to win it all. So you right. the AFC. They got the AFC, and I think San Francisco is right there, then Philly. And then uh, you got just about everyone else. So yeah, they they are certainly leaning to AFC being the uh, the favorite situation here. Yeah, yeah, maybe San Francisco up there. No, great stuff, Joe CT Mark Zeno in guys. Uh, good job. Anything else before we shut this down? Let's cash some uh, some tickets here. There's no weekend football is almost in the books. As sad as it seems, or sad as it is, and uh, let's finish strong here like we did in college. Mm. Let's do it. Absolutely, boys. Huge shout out to Mark Zeno. Follow him on Twitter at Mark Zeno. Check him out on Sports Grid as well. We got Chris Thurston at CTBet16 right here each and every Wednesday throughout March Madness on the Wager Talk YouTube channel. Huge part of the hustle wherever you're downloading your podcast at as well. The Hustle Show podcast. And Joe Ranieri, man of many talents, knows his sports betting, wagertalk.com. I am Drew Martin, and guys, let's cash these tickets. Brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Go to vivatequilaseltzer.com. Use the promo code HUSTLE20 at checkout. It takes 20% off of your order. Viva, our belief is to live long, live well, and live it up. Hashtag Viva up. Guys, that does it for the show. Please smash that like button. Feel free to comment below. And huge shout out to the chat box. As always, cash those tickets. We'll see you next Wednesday.